Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast and on today's episode we are going to discuss what sort of things you should do to conduct due diligence on your prospective tenants to make sure that you get paid. Okay, so let's get straight into this. So what sort of things should we be doing when it comes to tenant recruitment? And very often, sometimes people say that they struggle getting paid and maybe their tenants have failed to pay them for several months. And largely, this will be down to your recruitment process. I mean, sometimes we get bitten. Sometimes we can't get everything right. But today I'm going to give you my top tips on the things that we do to help us future-proof our business by making sure that we recruit the right tenants. And we don't waste any time through the process making sure that the tenant is going to be suitable even before we get to the viewing. So how do we do all of this? So our process is, so no matter how the prospect contacts us. So it could be through your website, it could be through spareroom.co.uk, it could be Rightmove, it could be Gumtree, it could be Open Rent, any of those. So when the tenant contacts us, the very first thing that we do is we have something called, I'm gonna write this in red because I've got no black pen. We have something called our getting to know you form. What does that mean? Okay, the getting to know you form is a pre-qualification questionnaire. Now this is something that we developed many years ago because we were fed up of getting to properties and actually finding that the tenant prospect was never going to be suitable at all, ever. Um, So we wasted all of that time going to the property, waiting for them, showing them around and coming back. So we developed this getting to know you form. So on that form, we, we ask several different questions and you can obviously ask whichever ones that you see fit for you. But we ask things like, and you can do this over the phone by the way, but we have it on our system called GoTenant. GoTenant will do all of this for you automatically. I'll put a link in the bottom by the way folks, if you're interested in property management systems, check out gotenant.co.uk. So the first question that we're going to ask them, so let's break this down slightly. Number one, are you employed? So do you have a job? That's the first question, okay? Number two, have you ever been evicted from a property? Or have you been asked to leave? Both very different questions. Being evicted and being asked to leave are two different things. Number three, do you have any county court judgments or bad debt? We need to know whether or not you can manage your finances moving forwards. Number four, why? do you want to leave? And what, what is the, what's the problem in your current house? What's pushing you out of where you already live? So why do you want to leave? What else do we ask? Number five, we ask, do you have a criminal record? So number five, criminal record. Now, now before you shout me down, I know that this is all self-declaration. It's all self-declaration, which means that yes, they can lie to us. But what we find is when we give them the option to tell us about all of these different things, actually most people tell us the truth. So one of two things happen usually at this stage. Number one, they don't complete the form because we do this electronically. Or number two, they they lie. So if they don't complete the form, we know they're not suitable for us and then we just don't move forwards. If they do complete the form and they lie, 
Well, we will find that out at a later stage in the recruitment process. So this is just the first thing that we do personally. So what's the next element? So they've completed all of these questions. Now, if they answer yes to any of these, we need to do a little bit of further investigation. So for example, um, if they answer yes, they've been evicted. Well, why have you been evicted? What's been the problem? If they say yes, they've got a county court judgment. Well, how long ago was it for? Was it satisfied? Um, what was it for, etc. Um, number four, why do you want to leave? Well, we need to know that and we might need to investigate a little bit further. They say, I'm not getting along with all of my housemates. Then there's a problem there. Now, is the problem with them or is it with the rest of the housemates? And then number five, do you have a criminal record? If they say yes, then we need to investigate what that was for. Now, that's not, not all of these are particularly going to... Um, going to stop them from getting a room with us, but we need to know a little bit more. And what we decided to do is do all of this before we get to the viewing. Because if we find out that they've got a criminal record for drug dealing, or if they say, yes, they've got a criminal record for harassment or sexual offences or something like that, and there are you know people in the house that we need to protect, then we need to know now before we get to the viewing, because they're never going to be suitable anyway. So that's our first step, number one getting to know you pre-qualification form. Now, the next element that we do, now some people might say to us, look, you do too much and you don't need to do all of this. But I can tell you that we've got 100% rent roll. Now, our rent roll is about £40,000 a month, folks, okay? So we are from the coalface and we have 100% rent roll. We don't have any arrears, largely because of the due diligence process that we put everybody through at the beginning, rather than taking on the wrong tenant for the wrong reasons, okay? So number two. Now, we have something called the attitude test. I'm abbreviating here. The attitude test, what does that mean? So when we get to the property, we want to make sure that that person that's checking in is going to get on with the tenants and do you think that they are suitable? Would you either live with them yourself or would you expect your son or your daughter or maybe a family member, a niece or a nephew live with them? So we conduct the attitude test, but what does that mean? Well, what? What's their attitude like? You know, are they being bolshy? Are they being rude? Are they being aggressive? Is their body language a bit, you know, a bit shaky? I'm not going to do it on here. Um, do they come across as being a nice person? Um, all of those things, what sort of language are they using, body language and all of that. You know what I mean. And you know if you like somebody or if you don't. And if you take an instant dislike to them, it's probably never going to work. Now, I know that back in the day when I was showing tenants around properties and they were making demands even before we offered them the property. Things like, oh, I don't want that bed. That's coming out. That, mate, 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 that's coming out. Like, okay, <laughs> we haven't even got to the point where we offer you the room and already you're making demands. And things like, I'm not, I'm not paying rent on the first of the month. No way, mate. No, I get paid on the 15th and, and that's it. And then they start to try and offer on the room and all of those things. So you need to just be aware of, do you like them? Are you going to be able to get on with them for the period of the time they're going to be in the property? So that's number two, the attitude test. Number three. What's their appearance like? What do they look like? Now, what do I mean? What do they look like? Well, are they clean, presentable? Um, I mean, I know that if they've got a job and if they're a tradesperson, they're going to have their trade uniform on, they're going to have their jeans on, they might be covered in cement and stuff. But, you know, are they generally well kept? Um, or do they look like maybe 
they might have addictions and things. Now, we do have to take things like that into consideration. You know, do they have really badly stained fingers? These are signs that might, they might be using drugs. Do they smell of cannabis? And if you don't know what cannabis smells like, if I could tell you that um, an example would be a can of beer, Stella, Stella Artois. If you open the can of Stella, that immediate release of smell, the hops, that smells very similar to cannabis most of the time. So do they smell of cannabis? Um, are they generally clean and tidy? Do they look nice and presentable people? Now, I know tradesmen might have to turn up in their uniform, I get that, but then we'll, you know, we know that if they're a plasterer, they're probably going to come, come in in plaster or a tiler, or, you know, if they're a builder, they might come in their boots, that's okay. But do they look clean? Um, you know, do they smell of drugs? Do they smell strongly of alcohol? Um, these are things that we always look for when we take on a tenant prospect. Okay, so what do they look like? What's next on my list? Um, once we've gone to this point, uh, we're going to check their right to rent status. And if that's all good, and they're happy to move forwards, and if you want to take them on from that point, <clears throat> excuse me, if you want to take them on from that point, then what we need to do now is start to conduct the main part of the due diligence in the background. So the tenant prospect would potentially reserve the room and you're happy and they've passed all of these little bits. They go away and then you conduct a little bit more due diligence. So for an order for us to do that, we need to give them the application form. So if you use GoTenant, that will be online and we can do that online for you. Or if it's um, a paper application form, they would need to fill it out give it back to you, and then the information that they provide on that form would then form the basis of the rest of the due diligence. So what else can we do? So from this point, number four, we're looking at county court judgment checks. Now they've already said they haven't got county court judgments, but we need to check. So this is now where we go and actually check to make sure they're telling the truth. So you can do a county court judgment check and an affordability check. Now we use a system called lettingref.co.uk, lettingref. I'll put a link in the comments. Now that's £9.99 plus VAT. So it's like £11 per check and it's worth every single penny. Now provided they've completed your application form um, properly, then you'll have enough information in there to put into letting ref, do a county court judgment check and it will come back immediately. And it will tell you whether they've got any county court judgments. It will tell you whether they've got any bad debt. And it will also tell you their affordability based on the income that they've told you and the price of the room. And then it will give you a sliding scale on whether or not they think the tenant is a good prospect or a bad prospect. And it will also give you their address history for the last I think it's maybe either three or five years between the two, but certainly three. So once we've done that and we're happy that they haven't got any, or if they have, what was it for? I mean, was it for a four pound Vodafone bill from 10 years ago that they didn't pay? Is that necessarily going to exclude them? Probably not. But we need to make sure we've got all of that information before we can move forwards. Now, the next element is um, their affordability. Now, if the room is £650 a month and they only earn £500 a month, then the affordability ratio is probably not going to work for them. Even though they say, I've got no other bills. I know that um, it's high, but I, I want this room. I really want this room. So I would say that um, no more than a third of their wages should be going onto their rent. Um, 
if it's a 50% ratio, you'd have to really look at what their expenses are. 50-50, would we take them on a 50-50? Probably yes, but you've got to be careful. Make sure that they can afford it, otherwise you're not going to get paid. So the next element, so the affordability. Affordability check. Okay, so what do we do next? Well, once we've got all of this information here, and we've checked their affordability and their county court judgments, now we need to reference them. So if you use GoTenant, GoTenant will automatically send a reference request to the people they put on the application form. It's done for you. If you do this manually, then you need a reference from their current employer and their current landlord and their previous landlord. Now, why do we do all of that? Well, obviously their current employer. We need to know whether they're working. Now, if they just give you a phone number, you do really need to check that it's not just their mate Dave from the pub that's giving them a reference. You do need to check if these people are real. So I would potentially um, go onto the company's website that they've given you as their employer and phone up from the number from the company's website and ask for the person they've given as a reference. And at least then you know that you're going to get through to the right person rather than just phoning a mobile number and it could be their mate Dave from the pub. Yeah, makes sense. So that's their employer reference. The landlord reference for obvious reasons, but the issue lies here. Not all landlords are as good and professional as us. And some landlords um, might feel a need to actually get rid of that tenant. So if the tenant isn't a good tenant for whatever reason, the landlord may be very um, motivated to get rid of them. So they might not give you the right information. And that's really hard for us. And um, they might say, yeah, they're a great tenant. They've always paid on time and they've never caused any bother. Where in fact, they're a shit tenant. They've never paid on time and they always cause bother. So that's the reason if we can to go to their previous landlord as well. So not the one they've got now, but the one they've got from before, because they will tell you what's and all. They will tell you whether they were a good tenant and they will tell you whether or not they would take that tenant on board again, whereas their current landlord may not. Now it's up to you how far you want to go with this and you're not always going to be able to get in touch with the previous landlord. It's not always going to be possible, but we do that as much as we possibly can. So current landlord and previous landlord, number six, and of course their current employer. Now what else do we do? Once we've done all of this, now this is really important. And I could tell you lots of stories when I haven't done this, where tenants have slipped through the net. And just by doing this one very simple thing, we would have found out that the tenants were never actually going to be suitable. So you've got to make sure folks that you use Google and social media, and you've got to do a Google search of your tenant. So you need their name, their surname, their date of birth, and the area that they live in now, or the area that they were potentially living in before and type all of that into Google and spend 20 minutes going through all of the search results because I can tell you now that lots of people do lie and then we've given them the full opportunity to declare but then when it comes down to checking them on Google you might find some things that they've not declared and we have loads of examples. We've had people that have been arrested uh, for beating up police officers. We've had people that have been arrested for drugs, people that have been arrested for assaulting taxi drivers. And one particular case, a young lad, not very old, that was arrested for possession of a handgun. Now, none of these 
were declared in any of the the uh, pre-declaration forms. So you still have to do a little bit of due diligence, but by doing all of this, it squeezes those bad people out and it only leaves you with the very best tenant prospects. And those are the prospects that we want. So Google, Facebook, TikTok, because that's quite a big one now, TikTok. Uh, Google, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So those are the profiles that we want to be looking at. Why are we looking at Facebook? Because Facebook is very personal, as is TikTok and Instagram, and people will be posting pictures of themselves. And if it's a picture of them in a, I don't know, maybe smoking weed or something, because it does happen, are they the tenants that you want to put into your house? So it all forms a part of the bigger picture. Now, finally, we want to check their income. So we want to make sure they can actually afford to pay us. So we need to see the last three month bank statements. And if they've got a new job and they're coming into your property because of a new job, then we need to see their offer of employment and to make sure that they have got a job to come to. And I think that's pretty much it, folks, or all of that. So those are the steps that we take when it comes to recruiting new tenants. Now, finally, please don't be... Um, don't be attracted towards big wadges of cash. So if a tenant comes to you and say, I need to move in today, I'll pay you six months in advance. That's like, I don't know, let's just say 2,000 pounds. I've got the cash here now. Well, I know it's um, going to make you think, and I know that it's probably gonna um, tempt you a lot, but that might be the only payment you see. And if it's the wrong tenant, um, you might also push all of the other tenants out of the house as well. Now, I've done this. And I only talked through my own experience. And the last example that I did with this, I went against my better judgment. I took the money. The guy uh, was fine when I met him. Um, he'd just been um, through a divorce um, or a separation. Had nowhere to go. So I took pity on him. I put him in the room. And within 24 hours, he was literally, the, last, the second day I went, because I was showing somebody else around the house, and he was bouncing off the walls, literally, because he was so drunk he couldn't speak. And all of the other tenants were like, Who, who's this guy in our house? Um, so that caused me massive amounts of problems. We had to evict him in the end, and it probably cost us about two and a half thousand pounds. So I only tell you, you know, the things that I've experienced, folks, and so you can learn from the mistakes that we've made so you don't have to make them yourself. Um, so same-day check-ins is a strict no-no for us, and I suggest that you do the same. So that's it from the podcast, folks. As always, I'd love you to make sure you leave a review if you like what we do here. Um, everything's from the coalface, as you know, and I really would love you to contact me if you have any suggestions for any future episodes as well. So you can contact me, folks, through my email address, which is rick at newerapropertysolutions.co.uk. And until the next one, folks, take care. Thank <laughs> you.